why is it a conspiracy theory when things are actually proven to be true and they're coming out now so let's get right into it good morning everybody hope everyone's doing well uh, just want to catch you guys up on the news and add some commentary to the blatant hypocrisy in many cases actually on both sides but let's look into it so first off we have aoc very simple she identifies as an extreme progressive and talks about how there should be medicare for all and social security and tons of of benefits for everyone paid for and funded by the government now whether or not you agree with that i'm not exactly here to discuss that today with that being said though because I can go on and on about that issue for forever. She is selling t-shirts that say tax the rich on them. And she's selling them for almost $60 a piece. And you tell me where the hypocrisy lies in that. That's all I'm saying. I don't care if she's Democrat or Republican. This is a terrible uh, perspective. A terrible reach. A terrible form of branding for her entire career. And I say that because... You can't go around trying to tell people and push your, your progressive message when you're selling t-shirts that are almost $60 a pop. Like, I get it. You got to make a little bit of money, but come on. $60? Like, these aren't like Kanye's t-shirts over here. You know what I mean? But anyways, yeah. So that, that's number one. The, the second thing I wanted to talk about was that George Bush, Bill Clinton, and Obama said to encourage people to take the vaccine for those who are doubtful that they would take it right away and even have it filmed in order for them to give an example and set an example for everybody else. Now, the thing about these vaccines is that you have to take one, the first dose and then there's a total of two doses. You have to take the first dose 21 days later, you take the second dose, and then you have to wait, I believe, 10 to 14 days after that in order to actually have it take effect in your body and have that 94% chance of you not being able to catch it. Now, with that being said, someone like myself, someone like you guys going to take the vaccine when it gets out? I, I don't know. All I'm saying is that I'm more focused on what's going on with this election situation right now and the, the predictive programming and a little bit of the psychological warfare that's being used. And the examples are so blatant. Like, guys, all you got to really do is pull up a handful of articles pertaining to what you're interested in from a few different sources that tend to lean center left or even further to the left. They claim center left, but that's iffy. And then just pull up ones on the right from the, right, the, the conservative, conservative perspective. What a difference in the headlines. Now, that's not to say either side is lying about facts or manipulating facts. I mean, there's manipulation, particularly on the left side more than anything in, in certain instances, especially lately. But you look at the difference and it's almost like if you were someone who followed strictly the right or, follow, or looked at strictly the left and read that news, that's all you believe all day, every day. You have to look at everything. We have to look at everything, right? And so what I think a lot of people don't understand is that this is a form, a very subtle form of a strategy that Obama and Clinton have in order to try it, and, and Bush as well, but Bush is kind of tagging along because he knows it's presidential. I'm not trying to disclude him, but at the end of the day, what's really going on here is that Obama and Clinton, because of the party affiliation and the strategy moving forward, they understand that setting an example like this is only going to help push their agenda. Now, I'm not saying their agenda is bad per se. I, I don't want to believe that they have this evil plan to take over the world so to speak but we have to be honest with ourselves i mean from the beginning from the 90s and this was told to me by the way by a very very respected intellectual eric weinstein ended up getting on an instagram live video with him and 
after doing tons and tons of research for years and then speaking with him and then doing tons of research after that and speaking to many others, the Clintons are bad news. Now, that, look, that might be an oversimplification of a statement, but I'm not trying to imply that they're running some type of mafia or some type of sex ring. That's up for grabs. What I'm, all I'm trying to say here is that politically, they were essentially considered to be the people that brought in the Democratic Party into the Republican Party. And what do I mean by that? What I mean is that they were the first to accept bribes from big business, big banks, Wall Street on the left. And this was back in the early 90s. Now, I say that because they were the ones that started taking large chunks of money. And before that, don't get me wrong, Democrats always took money from the unions and what have you, but nothing like they do now when they take donations from the, uh, believe it or not, from the NRA and, and guys like that. And what I'm trying to get at here is that these companies that give these parties money on both sides are just playing both sides against the middle. So whoever wins, it turns out to be in their favor. Now, yes, certain companies have more influence with the Democrats. Certain companies have more influence with the, uh, with the Republicans. But that's not the point. The point is, overall, it's a show. I mean, you remember that time there was footage a couple weeks ago of Kamala Harris giving uh, props to uh, Lindsey Graham? And people were freaking out like they're, they're considered to be total opposite enemies politically why are they dabbing each other up so to speak well it's because guys it's a show it's a show so you can't call us conspiracy theorists when it's right in front of our faces so anyways then and it's on the screen right now if we look at breitbart if we look at the washington examiner there is constant footage that was released overnight consistent footage of unexplained boxes and dumps of ballots now i i don't mean to sound like trump there but it it's true now listen one could argue before that there there wasn't fraud we could argue trump was making it up and things like that but when there's footage i mean come on at that point there's fraud now this is the part i want to talk about specifically because i feel like it's important i address this appropriately so that i'm not misunderstood now bill barr the head of the DOJ, and I'm going to pull up the article here very quickly. He says the DOJ has not uncovered evidence of widespread voter fraud that would lead to the changing of the result of the election. So let's break that down very carefully, because if you looked at CNN the day that the news broke two or three days ago, you had their anchors, their afternoon anchors coming on air like a mofo <laughs> you had them coming out saying there's zero evidence zilch nada nothing and i'd pull up the, the the video if i had the time but anyways the point is is that they found fraud there's clear evidence of it i mean the public is being is being sent evidence of it and people say who are against this say yeah well where's the fraud guys just send them the videos and if they refuse to believe that then they're no better than the people who refuse to believe anything else from any other political angle so what's the difference so Bill Barr said that essentially said, listen, there was fraud, but not enough fraud that would have changed the election. Now, with that being said, that's entirely up for debate. However, at this point in time, if you look at the footage, there was fraud. Now, here's the thing. I love to use the quote from Ronald Reagan, which is trust, but verify, which is a fantastic quote, because ultimately, when you look into it for yourself, and you stop believing the headlines all over the place, you realize, for, you realize it for what it really is. 
And what it really is, is that there's clear footage of fraud. What are they going to say? That it was faked? That it was a deep fake video? Right? And so, one last thing I want to discuss, or one of the last things, is that last night, AOC and, uh, sorry, not AOC, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden did their first joint interview with Jake Tapper from CNN. Now, if you look at the CNN article, it says Biden-Harris interview reveals a fresh approach. But if you look into it even further and you see what's going on here, what you'll notice is that Biden, and this is nothing new per se, but Biden hinted at the fact that he will step down some point in his administration for health concerns. And that's fine. But you can't, there's no written rule per se. But what does it tell you when a president who hasn't even gotten in yet may already have that plan? I'm not saying he's going to do it, but what I'm saying here, guys, is the fact that he's even bringing it up or hinting at it should be frightening for people like you and I. Because this tells us that there is essentially, without, without looking into it too deeply, a form of a pre-planned, I guess we could say, political act of espionage in the sense that Biden is slowly revealing his strategy on purpose in order to put Kamala in charge. And then who knows who she'll pick for VP. Maybe someone from below them in their administration will be promoted to vice president. Or maybe they'll pick someone from the outside. I mean, the most extreme speculation, so to speak, is that Kamala will take over and put Hillary in as vice president. And so that, that's, what's the, that's what the discussion has been. But there were things like Joe Biden saying last night, for example, this is a direct quote from him, dementia's no joke. He's right, it is no joke, but do you see what he's saying? He's slowly leading up to something. And then, of course, according to the Washington Examiner, which I like because they, they provide more of a, a broader perspective on everything, they said, and this is a direct quote from Kamala uh, last night, we are full partners. And Kamala Harris is going to juggle the most urgent needs in the White House. So the way I see it is like this. Kamala is going to be doing the legwork. She'll be doing anywhere from 70 to 80% of the entire administration's legwork at repairing things or destroying things, depending on, on how you view it, at home in America. Biden will be the one flying around the world, you know, waving high, being nice to everybody, trying to make up with everyone and, you know, the whole thing. Now, whether or not this is a third Obama administration listen, that's up for you guys to decide. I don't want to, I don't even know what to think myself. I would give you my opinion, but I don't know what to think to tell you the truth. And so what we're seeing here is we're seeing a very interesting set of events going on. And it seems as though, regardless of whether or not Trump is a liar, a con man, whatever, don't, I don't care what you call him. Does In my opinion, I don't care. What we cannot deny, whether you like him or not, is that Trump upset the establishment. They didn't like the fact that he was in there. He disrupted the continuity of government and the continuity of their overall long-term plan. Very simple. Now, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing that he disrupted it. That's the difference between me and a lot of people, and I'm sure you guys and a lot of people, is we try to look at it very objectively. And so I'm not going to sit here and say Trump is doing great and he's fighting. I think he's done a lot of great things. I think he's done things he's messed up on. I think he's like every other president in a lot of ways. But I also think he's revolutionary in a lot of ways. Whether he's revolutionary for good or for worse is a different question entirely. Okay. Now, 
there's something else I wanted to mention too because I think it's very important to bring up. Just gonna go through my uh, my notes here, but what's I what the Clintons have a mass amount of influence. Let's just put it that way. I don't like the fact that again it is a free country and that's a whole other thing. But I I don't like the fact that. Hillary can come out and start accusing people, for example, Hillary Clinton can start accusing people like Tulsi Gabbard, but this is nothing new, as being quote-unquote Russian operatives and things like that. Look, guys, I don't know if you guys agree with Tulsi Gabbard's views or not. She, I would dare to say she should present herself more as an independent, but she seems uh, she recognizes as a Democrat. But her views are, I, I mean, I agree with a lot of them in terms of... Um, pardoning Assange and pardoning Snowden and I think that ultimately the hypocrisy is just is extremely rampant and so what makes me concerned is the fact that the Clintons always have some type of influence in there somewhere and that that's what concerns me because listen like I said before they don't need to be running some type of uh, mafia or child sex ring or what have you honestly I wouldn't rule it out but let's just say for for the sake of the conversation, they're not. They're still bad news. She is the epitome of what the establishment is. Now, the question is, is Donald Trump the right guy to lead the rebellion, so to speak? Hard to say. It's honestly hard to say. And I'm not trying to say that because I'm trying to play Switzerland here and just play both sides. I'm, I'm saying that because we there's so much crap that the, M- the mainstream media or the MSM has put out there that it's hard to decipher. There's so much BS, and that's the problem. That's the main issue. And so when there's so much BS, I'm not saying everything out there has to be truth. We, we, we live in a world that's not perfect and never will be. And in some cases, the, the imperfection might be the perfection, which is what leads us to evolve over time. But the point right now is that, like, for example, the, the whole thing with, the, with Biden asking people to wear masks in their first, just for the first hundred days, I get what they're trying to do. I get it. I see both sides of it. But listen, there comes a point where no matter how deadly this virus is, even though it's argued that's up for extreme debate, you should not violate people's rights and freedoms, not just in the U.S. I mean, I think I mentioned this yesterday. Certain countries, you got to text the cops to leave your house. I mean, yes, in theory, if every person either stayed inside or wore a mask, the virus would go away. Very simple. But it's not going to happen. Because all you need is one person in the country or on the planet to screw it up. It's not going to happen. So to ask people to wear masks just for the first hundred days, that should be entirely up to them. I'm all for free speech. I'm all for opening businesses. Because listen, at the end of the day, if people want to take that chance, and people are smart. So if they want to take that chance, they should be allowed to take that chance. Now, again, this is the combination, this is the, the comparison between more government freedom or more government regulation to allegedly encourage freedom by the, on, the, on the left. I don't know about that. Because it looks like right now, it, we're in a dystopian, we're in George Orwell's book, and it really does. Now, the left will argue that's because people on the right are not listening, but there's people on the left not listening either. The hypocrisy is rampant. And it's kind of just like, I don't understand what's, why people are like this. And when I say like this, I mean, I just, if only people could take a step back and just watch and observe the events that happen without reading manipulated headlines, 
you know how much better life would be? Because the ease of information going into your mind would become that much more simple to absorb instead of having to work your way through BS all day. And that's not to say that there isn't any BS on the right. There's BS on both sides. There is. That's what it is. It's a show. It comes down on both sides. And so, again, one of the big problems I have uh, or issues I take respectfully with certain things like this is that because certain narratives are constantly being pushed, what occurs here is that you then have the media subtly and subliminally dictating to us how we should address and think towards and approach things intellectually towards certain subjects. And that's what bothers me the most. That's truly what bothers me the most because, and I'm a bit personally, I'm a, I'm quite the, uh, the, the, the subscriber in, in people like um, Stephen Fry, Jordan Peterson, gentlemen like that. I see both sides of the argument, but a lot of what Jordan Peterson says to me, at least, makes a lot of sense. And what I mean by that is this. When we take a look, for example, at the LGBTQ community, which I have nothing but respect for, nothing but respect, as there, there's a government law, Bill, I believe, C-16, that was instated in Canada, uh, where I live, actually, saying, and I believe this is how Jordan Peterson got famous, pretty much saying that the law says that you must refer to transgender as they want to be called. You cannot call them any other name and it would be considered illegal to do so. Now, I am totally against bullying. I'm totally against any type of shaming of the trans community. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. And I'm, I I think that it's, it's, I have no words that would I have no kind words to describe that, let's say. It infuriates me in a lot of cases because the suicide rate among trans people is quite high. And I, I, have, I know a lot of people that have gone through depression and suicide and, and all that. And so I stand up for that immensely. The, the issue I, I take, so to speak, is if a man tra- uh, goes into being a woman and he goes through all the necessary o- operations and, and surgeries and procedures to adjust his, um, his reproductive system and all that, they still have the, f- the muscle fibers and tissues of that of a male. And so, yes, in theory, they should be allowed to compete with other women now that they went from a man to a woman. But is it really fair? And that's the big debate here. And I don't have the answer. All I'm saying is that I take issue, but I think it's good that we get conversations coming from both sides in order to continue that conversation, right? I'm just trying to bring it up and present it to you guys, essentially. So... We have all that, and then I just want to mention very quickly that, uh, speaking of which, uh, the NLRB said, and the NLRB is the National Labor Relations Board, said that Google illegally spied on certain workers they were planning to fire. So, again, that's just a little droplet I want to throw in there for the, the end of this episode to just let you guys know that this stuff is scary. It is, which is why I, I don't I don't care how much the mainstream media will continue to say that what people like you and I are doing together is is disinformation or wrong because it isn't. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's the only answer, but we got to wake we got to wake up and make up our own minds. It's as simple as that. Not believe the manipulated headlines. So, thank you very much guys for watching and we'll see you guys either tomorrow or Monday. Might take weekends off for this series. We'll see what happens. Thank you.